Welcome back to No Quarter November. For 11 months out of the year, I'm notoriously timid, as cautious and as polite as a Southern Baptist raising funds for the ERLC. But the month of November is a time for taking no prisoners and for granting no quarter. If you think of my blog as a shotgun, this is the month when I saw off all my typical careful qualifications and blast away with a double-barreled shorty. Everything we do this month will be focused on one singular goal. We want to help you apocalypse-proof your family. Thank you, honey. But why should you listen to me about such things? Well, when it comes to culture war and culture building, we've been at this for half a century now, much longer than such things have been cool to talk about in the green room at G3. Like my parents taught me, a strong family isn't possible without quick, full, and honest confession of sin, without any wussy excuse making. And especially now, it's just as important not to confess and repent of things that aren't really sins. Because lying is bad and so is being a wuss. Stay tuned all month because this November, each week we'll have a theme that will guide all our book and content giveaways as we help you get your own family prepped and resilient for the countless cultural curveballs that are just around the corner. We're going to be covering leadership and raising boys and gratitude and a whole lot more. It's November, so you better believe that we're here to give away a bunch of stuff. Today is 
is November 1st, 2023. I'm dubbing this Movember. That was Pastor Doug Wilson of Christ Church in Moscow, Idaho. Uh, he's been doing this for now six years, five years, going on uh, the no quarter November. And so I want to follow in that wake if I can in my own way and do my thing. It's going to be very similar, but it's going to be different. It's going to have a Jaron take. Uh, my name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America. For me, it's always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. And today is November 1st. So we're just going to make this Movember, Manvember, no quarter November. I want to start with a with the Proverbs, if I can. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. For the ladies, the next month is not for you. No offense. I think that we need men who follow Jesus to do what men who follow Jesus do. And in order to bless them, edify them, help them in any way that I can, I want to talk about dominion, destruction, creation, building, fighting, warring, strategizing. I want to talk about all things men. And that's why we're going to be pointing everything back to the Gospels. For the live stream today, I'm going to end with what you can do, should you want to. To facilitate and help me, the people, assemble in a very real instance. I'm going to be directing people to a specific thing that they can do, and that is governing government. Using the law, using the constitution, the fundamental law that comes from biblical concepts, in order to tell the government what to do and how to obey. Something that's been foreign to the United States, unlike the masses amounts of hordes of illegal immigrants coming across our southern border that should be foreign to the United States. But I want to, if I can, start with Elon Musk, who does not know the Lord, but yet did something I think very good. This is a man with b -b 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 billions of dollars and a big brain, the opportunity to buy Twitter, now X. He did this last year, and yesterday he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and he explained why. I want you to identify this man saw an evil, and he took action. And that's the essence of what Manvember will be about. Seeing what is wrong and then taking action. We'll look at this clip and then we'll move, uh, then we'll move on. What has it been like? Uh, you've, you've owned X for a year now. Oh, yeah. Do, do, you, do you ever wake up in the middle of the night and have a dream that you didn't do it? <laughs> and your life is infinitely easier? Well, it's certainly um, a recipe for trouble, I suppose, or contention um what was it ultimately that led you to make the decision to do it i mean this is going to sound uh somewhat melodramatic but i was worried about that that it was having a corrosive effect on civilization uh that it was uh just having a bad a bad impact um and um I think part of it is that it's, it's where it's where it was located, which is uh, you know downtown San Francisco. Um, and while I, I think San Francisco is a beautiful city, and and we should really fight hard to um, kind of right the ship of San Francisco. If you've walked around downtown San Francisco, right near the X FK Twitter headquarters, it's a zombie apocalypse. I mean, it's rough. Have you have you been been in that area? Not lately. No, yeah. I've heard. It's crazy. I've heard it's crazy. I've heard you, you really can't believe it until you actually go there. You can't believe it until you go there. So 
Now you have to say, well, what philosophy led to that outcome? And that philosophy was being piped to Earth. So, um, you know, a philosophy that would be ordinarily quite niche and geographically constrained, so that that the sort of the fallout uh, area would be limited, um, was effectively given an information a weapon, um, a te uh, information technology weapon to propagate uh, what is essentially a mind virus to the rest of Earth. Um, and the outcome of that mind virus is very clear if you walk around the streets of downtown San Francisco. It is the end of civilization. And it's not just uh, propagating the mind virus, but suppressing any opposing viewpoints. Yes. Well, in order for the virus to propagate, it must suppress opposing viewpoints. So. Because it doesn't stand up to scrutiny. Correct. Now, imagine if this man believed the gospel. This man doesn't believe in God. And so the way that he frames things is they were piping this philosophy to earth. The issue, Elon and Joe Rogan, is sin. The issue is that the gospel has not been preached in the way that Christ has taken over things yet. He's absolutely in heaven. He's on earth. He's, he's got all authority in heaven and on earth. He's sitting at the right of the Father and he is reigning. But these bad things, the, the mind virus, as Twitter, as Elon called Twitter, these things are propagating because sin has not been overcome in the sense that the church hasn't brought that under dominion. Now, I'm not one of these guys that believes that Christians will get rid of all sin. The Bible does say to be not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. My methodology is to take any single thing and bring it back to Jesus. And Jesus is glorified and was lifted up on the cross to show what God's wisdom looks like as he, as God, is glorying and triumphing over everything. So you can take something that you don't like, political persecution, injustice, malice, fraud, the mind virus, you can take all of those things and submit them to Jesus, bring them to the cross. And that is how Christ gets glory. And I believe that the church needs to be doing that in every area of the life, every area of the world, without stop. I don't think that we need permission because we were commanded to do it. And I think, particularly, American Christians have been lazy, we've been indulgent, we don't know how to fight, and as a result of that, our spiritual muscles have atrophied. We don't know what it's like to engage evil with truth. We don't know what it's like to go to war the way that Christ would. Instead, our culture has convinced us that only firearms, that only the firearm, only the guns are the things that can actually make things happen. I have many people frequently write, well, when are we going to rise up? How are we going to use guns? We need someone to enforce that. Our thinking has been limited. Our creativity has been trained and conditioned away from us. And that's because, I believe, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. God's order is what men are supposed to be battling for. Our war is to preach the gospel and advance the kingdom of heaven the way that Jesus wants us to. It's that simple. Now, the reason why that's difficult 
is because we don't identify in Christ. The reason why we fail is because we let things hook us and snag us and pull us the other directions. So it requires discipline. It requires a focus. And this is where I want to talk about fighting. I want to talk about war. I want to talk about destruction. I also want to give kudos to people like Elon Musk. The man had the natural tendency to see evil, what he thought was wrong, and he took action on it. Now, I want to say Elon's heart needs to be submitted to Jesus so that his way is following Christ. But look at the good that he's had. And Elon didn't shoot any bullets. And Elon didn't drop any bombs. And Elon didn't have law enforcement force people to do stuff. Elon was in the foxhole God put him in and took action using what God gave him and has had, I believe, a better impact by changing Twitter that piped in mind virus, as he characterized it, for better. Not so much, not, not so sure that I could do better because it's computers and technology and stuff. But he changed things. He took action and he didn't require guns. He didn't require firearms. And this is where I think that conservative men, Christian men, are so poorly trained. We have been poorly trained to believe that fighting is what we see in Hollywood. Fighting is what we think law enforcement does with guns and beats down doors and does, and does those things. The Bible says to make all thoughts captive to Christ. The war that matters the most is that which is in your heart. If King Jesus is not on his throne, if the spear and the sword of the Bible is not put to the throat or to the back of an idea, then that idea is not sub subjected to Christ. That doesn't mean people who don't follow Christ can't do good things. Elon Musk, Joe Rogan even, has been a voice for free speech and has been even pointing out the corruption, the hypocrisy, and the duplicity of those in power. Now imagine, if you can, Christians doing this, but for Jesus... Our audacity will be better. Our boldness will be broader. Our intensity will dwarf what these guys are doing. And that's because we do what we do for the glory of Christ. We have the Alpha, the Omega. We serve him. We have truth. Never give an inch on that. Never step back. I'd like to, if I can, swiv to, swivel to uh, news stories of the day. This first one, I want to say that this is a clip from a man who's speaking about a reckoning that's coming. If your government is trampling your rights, if your government is making it to where people are having a hard time to live, there's a reckoning coming. I'm going to play this, then we'll cover it after. Go ahead. I know that millions upon millions of the listeners out there are going to sleep at night wondering how they're going to pay their mortgage. I know that millions of Americans are concerned about whether or not they can afford their grocery bill. They're concerned about sending their kids to public schools when the public schools are teaching Marxism and they can't afford to send them to private schools. I know what it's like for your income to stay the same for several years while all of your expenses go up. When you go to the grocery store and you come out with less than is on your list, when your politicians constantly lie about you and to you and disparage you and endeavor to imprison you just because of what you believe, there will be a record in this country, the only thing that we have to worry about is making 
making sure that we maintain our integrity and our character when all of the power is ours again. Because there will be an inclination to exact a vengeance, the likeness of which the world has never seen when we take this country back. And they will be begging for mercy. Yeah, there was a sentiment that I had whenever I started learning the fundamental law that mirrors this. Whenever you recognize the power and you start governing government, raise your servant the way that Christ would do that so that you gain the brother. The Bible says that if you raise your servant in love, if you raise your servant in love, you gain a brother. The reason why Jesus expects all of his enemies to be footstooled, Hebrews chapter 8, verse 13, is because he's king. And he expects those enemies to be footstooled by his church, which is why he told his church, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, to go teach the nations the gospel and have them obey all of his commands. All of them. People like to take the New Testament and reduce it down to the love God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, and love others as yourself, saying, oh, those are the only two ones. No, no, no. Jesus said all of his commands. All of his commands. The essence there is obedience. The issue of obedience is what is the authority? Who is the authority? Manvember is going to be about recognizing the right authority. Manvember is going to be about whenever you see the authority, all the others don't matter. None of the others matter. So if you have the right authority and you're looking at the scriptures because the scripture is the word of God, when you see Jesus, which is what the scriptures are pointing you, John chapter 5 verse 39, the scriptures point you to Jesus. The world distracts you from him because the world knows that he's Yeshua. He's the Messiah. He is God. The reason why this is important is because a lot of people that listen to me, a lot of Christians, conservatives, patriots, boomers, people who see the wrongs of the world, they want to be able to do something about it because they don't like evil. That should speak to some umption, some unction that you have that I believe God put in you to say, when you see wrong, you want righteousness. That's common. I mean, it's, it is, uh, Jesus said that it's, you know, uh, parents who don't love God still give their parents good gifts. We do things that are good because we have, uh, you know, we, we reflect, we reflect God's image. We are image bearers of God. Now, because we're sinners, we fall short. In America, it's as though it's outlawed to talk about Christ. It is as though all the world's problems are pinned on the idea of let's just put Jesus to the side. So I want to bring him front and center. Now, if I can, I want to point out this woman or this uh, this right here, this Black Lives Matter, and I'll, I'll just I'll just this is an example. Black Lives Matter fraudster who organized demo that saw Colston statue toppled in Bristol, which is in England, who splashed more than thirty thousand dollars raised from donors to fund her lifestyles in jail for two and a half years. Uh, what's her name? Damiqua Tamiqua. What's her name? Zahra Salim. Zahra Salim. 23-year-old activist helped mastermind. She helped mastermind a headline-grabbing grift. Black Lives Matter demo in Bristol during the June 2020, and she saw in which she saw the slave trader Colson statue toppled and dumped in the harbor. And of course, this is what uh, Zahri Salim looks like right here. This is Zahri Salim. This is the mind. This is the image of a feminist who's lying to people and grifting for their money. She take my money when I'm in need. Yes, it's a trifling. We have yes, feminism run amuck. Oh, she's a gold digger. 
Way over town. They're gold diggers. That digs on me. Uh. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke. Bro. That's right. Now I ain't saying she uh. a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke. Bro. We have Get down, girl, head. people Get down. grifting Get down, girl, on political Get down. movements. Get down, girl, Get All right, Kanye, hold on. We have people grifting on political movements using their color, their gender, and everything except Jesus to wedge and leverage and gather for themselves power, to posit their enemies as someone who's less moral or worse than them when they haven't even looked in the mirror to see how sinful they are. And I want to, by God's grace, in Manvember, bring the authority of Scripture to slash and shred and destroy these things with intensity. I want to declare war on the idea that ideas don't have to bow to Christ. That's what this is about. So you have, with this Black Lives Matter story and this lady who's in jail, thankfully, people grifting on a political movement with the subtext of Marxism, the oppressed, the haves, the have-nots, everything, literally everything in our political discourse and our societal uh, expectation is the concept of you are hurting me. It's a constant reshuffling of who is the most oppressed. Decapitated babies are oppressed. Palestinians are oppressed. The Jews are oppressed. The gays are oppressed. The women are oppressed. The white men, Christian, white Christian men are oppressed. Nope, 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 nope. That's never the case. It's never the case that white Christian men are oppressed. But this notion that someone is oppressing me is weaponizing, I believe, the God-given sense of justice. And Jesus talks about this in Matthew 23, 20. 23, 23. When Jesus is excoriating the scribes and the Pharisees, Matthew 23, 23, I didn't, I just thought of it, so I didn't get there. But Matthew 23, 23, where are you at, my Lord? Uh, where are we at? Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye pay tithe mint and, uh, mint and anise and cumin, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, faith. These ought ye have done, and not to leave out the others undone. People miss what's important because they want to scrimp and cut corners and leverage and position things for themselves. Men, you have the broad shoulders, the strong backs. You've got the hands to move the earth. You've got the duty to shape the earth for God's glory. You have the challenge, the mission, the obligation, the opportunity, the blessing to war against this evil. Because right now, people believe that as whoever the oppressed is, that's what they have to go help. It's, it's this mantra of this, this proverbial perennial white knight. You see a damsel in distress and you have to rush to help her. Well, no. If that damsel in distress is a godless commie Marxist using Darwinian presupposition to distract people from the gospel of Jesus Christ, then she needs to repent or she's going to go to hell. She needs to recognize that not only is going to jail part of her uh, punishment, but she also needs to recognize that she is exploiting people's ingrained senses of justice to benefit herself. That's why the story is malicious. But people won't get to the position where they'll see that and apply it to themselves. Where do I do this? How do I impose on other people? How do I attack other people? It is this blind myopic, blind myopia Trained and conditioned by our media, our public schools, corporations, all sorts of stuff. And because people don't get back to Jesus. If I can, I want to point to the German health minister. We'll get to America. 
This is the German health minister. This beta soy boy is saying, unfortunately, the willingness to vaccinate against COVID is currently uh, far too low. Only a fraction of the risk groups have so far used the new adapted vaccine. In combination with the flu vaccine, you can protect yourself very well for the coming winter. That dude right there. You know what this issue is for me? That guy wants to distract away from the, the, the fact that you're going to die. Genesis chapter three, I believe it's verse five. Satan says, where's he at? For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Verse four, the serpent said, ye shall not surely die. The lie of Satan is that you won't die. And how much of our media, how much of our propaganda, how much of our training, how much of the big pharmaceuticals, how much of the things that we let into our eyes and our ears for the key to in the mind and the prize of the soul try to convince us or convince us of the subtext that we can live forever. As though our life in this moment isn't but the gift of God. That our health at this moment isn't but the gift of God. You can absolutely make better decisions. But make no mistake that God has granted you what you have. And this is why whenever we go to Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7 through uh, 8, we're speaking about the fact that to the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. We have forgotten God. We have flipped him the bird. We have spat him in the face. We have told him, be gone from us. Let us manage the world that we want. We've declared war on God. And if you look stateside, this is happening in our politics. Now, yesterday, I pointed out the fact that Ron DeSantis had high heels on in his boots. And I also pointed out the fact that his campaign's over. Something like that is betraying the fact that if you have such a superficial understanding of who you are, how are you going to be able to stand up to scrutiny or under political pressure? How is it if you get approached by someone going, hey, you've got high heels in your boots, and he's like, well, I haven't seen that. Dude, is it true or not? Well, yeah, because people say that if you seem taller, you'll pull better. Okay, well, think about what you just did. What you just did was you outsourced your image to a consultant. I repent of that. I repent of that. Whether it's the idea of what we say. There were things that I said in the political campaign. It's like, those aren't my words. I don't want to talk about federal overregulate or what's it, uh, government overreach. It's not government overreach. It's freaking treason. It's lawlessness. It's breaking the Constitution. It's people violating their oaths. It's people weaponizing government against the people. But yet those words are too strong. Those words come off as aggressive. Well, what if you're the, what if you're the family who hasn't divorced, that doesn't have porn ravaging and, and running through uh, its, its digital airwaves, Whose, whose kids are actually being trained to be obedient and read the scriptures? What if you're the one laboring under property taxes, laboring under income taxes? The inflation is going up because your fiat, stupid digital currency doesn't matter. What happens whenever your job is lost because a corporation that was chartered by the government for your protection has opened up the borders and looked the other way while massive amounts of immigrants and rapists and murders and probably sleeper cell jihadi networks are coming right through your front gate? What happens whenever you are managing your affairs privately and the world just keeps coming? This is... 
men is the time to invade. But we've got politics by people like Chris Christie. I saw this in my Twitter feed. Only Chris Christie can stop this ducking guy, which obviously is a euphemism for the F word. And then he posits this AI generated, generated Donald Duck because he's ducking out of the debate and it's WinRed, which is obviously the Chinese and they're selling all of your stuff to the establishment. Like this is just dumb. My bias is I support Trump. Trump was wrong on the vaccines. He's wrong on gay marriage. He's wrong on LGBTQ stuff. Um, uh, I believe that he's... Uh, anyway, those are the big ones. The vaccine's a big deal that I, I disagree with Trump on. But even then, he supported choice. He never supported the mandates. But this is the subtext here is that we're supposed to be looking for these politicians to solve our problems. Nope, not me. Not no more. I want to point out something. Tucker Carlson, who was fired from Fox News, I believe one of the biggest media personalities in the world now, he's authentic. And his authenticity is something that I believe adds to his value. It's the fact that he laughs. He has that laugh that's like, you know, he's, he's got that Tucker laugh. That Tucker laugh is endearing to people. And I want to play a clip, if I can, just to show that there was a guy that was interviewing him that called it out. And it's this notion that, yeah, you're authentic. Watch this. Nice to meet you, man. We never. <laughs> Dude, you have such a crazy, you have a crazy laugh, don't you? It's real. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. I, I shouldn't it's, say that. It's very hot. Is this, are we on TV? Huh? Is this being recorded? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah my going, laugh sorry. is very high, and that's how you know that it's real because it's so embarrassing, and I do it anyway. I like that. Yeah, and I shouldn't have said that. It's not nice to condemn somebody's laugh or whatever. Oh, I, you, so you can't hurt my feelings. Okay. Go ahead and try. Oh, well, I'll give it a run, man. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> no, I think your laugh, it kind of reminds me of like a, like a proud kind of grandmother from like maybe the 1850s or something, yeah, maybe. totally. Sending her boys off to yeah. war. Yeah. <laughs> or like a woman that just got a new cookie recipe in the yeah. mail, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's it, joyful, but there's a sort of undertone of diabolic. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's but like, in my case, it's totally, it's totally real. And again, it's not an appealing laugh. It's not like, wow, what a manly laugh that is. It's not a chortle. It's more a giggle. Yeah. Yeah, no, it seems like yeah. a kid, yeah, like a kid would love it. It seems like, um, but not too much. Yeah, just something like that. It's just, just the laugh. Just the laugh. It shows the authenticity. And this is where I want to get back to the men. Be authentic. 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 Be authentic. We have a fake society. We, we have something that says don't wear hoodies or shave your beard or, you know, have a hat that doesn't have like sweat rings in it and stuff like do stuff that's glitzed and glamour i mean like the like the the lights in this in this room don't even work like it's it's just i like they don't work it's it's just like one it's like one light it's like this watch this this is the light in this thing this is it that's it like that's that's the room light the room light is that one light because this doesn't work and i don't know how to fix it so it, it's 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 this idea that don't try to be something you're not. Fight in your foxhole. Elon Musk, by God's grace, really smart, multi-uber-mega-millionaire, billionaire. People will say Mason, free, you know, whatever. I don't look into that stuff. Look at what you're doing. You see the evil that's in the world, engage it. Romans 12, 21. Be not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Today is the day to invade. Today is the day to dominate. Today is the day to go to war. 
I want, if I may, to point out uh, one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite books, is Starship Troopers. Uh, Starship Troopers, this is a movie from back in the 1990s. I think the book was written in the 1950s, I think, right after World War II. Anyway, um, here is the, what, what I want to get at is the context. The context for advice. Sometimes advice is for the context that it's given for and not like universally applied. And so what you're about to see is Mr. Rakjek, who's a teacher, and he is the teacher of Rico. Rico is a graduating high school student, and he's speaking to Mr. Rakjek at the senior prom or the going away dance. And then in the middle of the video, it transitions to a forward deployed combat zone where Mr. Rakjek is the platoon leader, giving a completely different set of advice and speaking to Rico in a completely different manner. The context here is that context matters and that um, the advice you receive, the, the, the advice you get, needs to be applied in the right circumstances. I think I got what it takes to be a citizen. Good for you. Go find out. Well, my parents are against it. And I know it's my choice. I was wondering, what would you do if you were me? Figuring things out for yourself is the only freedom anyone really has. Use that freedom. Make up your own mind, Rico. This is for you new people. I only have one rule. Everyone fights, no one quits. If you don't do your job, I'll shoot you. You get me. We get you, sir! Welcome to the Roughnecks. Ratcats Roughnecks! <gasps> yeah, amen. So I want to talk about marching orders. Because you've got Elon Musk, he bought Twitter. You've got people who are in conservative stuff going, we need, where are we going to rise up? When are we going to do stuff? we got to have guns and got to go shoot people. No, 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 no. We need to get back to the fundamentals. We need to get back to loving our wives leading our homes, reading the Bible, praying. Start a nightly devotional. I challenge you. I absolutely challenge you. November 1, do not, do not let your children or anyone go to bed in your home without reading the scripture as a family. Make it a priority. Force it. If your kid has a homework, homework, uh, homework assignment and is due tomorrow, let the kid fail. Write the teacher a note saying, I authorize my son to fail this assignment because we're reading the Bible. I authorize my daughter to miss your basketball practice because we're reading the Bible. I authorize my mom to not have to go to her doctor's appointment because we're reading the Bible. Make it a priority. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. Christians need to get back to the Bible. Christians need to be identified like they were in the Bible as the people always talking about Christ, always going around talking about Christ. That's what Christian means, a little Christ. In Acts eleven twenty six, 26, they, they were first called Christians at Antioch because they're going around doing stuff talking about Jesus. They're doing life in such a way that is opposite of everything else. No Quarter November, the video at the very beginning of the live stream. Doug Wilson has been for 50 years now 
planting and 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 messing with and and, and uh, you know grooming a community to follow Christ. He's been cultivating generational discipleship. It was not lost on me that this grandfather is sitting at the head of a table with his wife bringing him a you know a delicious turkey and he's got his grandchildren there. Which means he's got children that went and produced their own kids. This man has generations. This man has influence. This man's ideas will echo and rip through the generations. And that's because, by God's grace, he is obeying what the Bible says. Now, you take that application of what Doug Wilson's doing. He's more influential than Elon Musk. Elon Musk, dare I say, is not leading his home or leading his children that are named Z, Zer, X, you know, Terra, whatever. He's not leading his home or leading his wife or loving his wife. I don't know if he's married. He's not leading his home like Doug Wilson. In 10 generations, Doug Wilson's family will be way more influential than Elon Musk. That's how we need to think. When you marry a woman, you're establishing a bloodline. When you influence generations through her womb, you are building a bloodline that she is going to help cultivate. She trains. She tells them what the law is. And, and forsake not the law of thy mother. The father's instructing. The mother's laying down the law. This beautiful model is what we're supposed to be doing. And I think that we need to think about that. I also think that one of the issues right now, and one of the people, one of the reasons why people uh, listen, is that I talk about politics and government, and I believe that that is where God has oriented me to put special emphasis, and so that is by God's grace where I'll put a lot of emphasis, and so I want to play a video that does a you know does a very good job in my mind of summarizing one of the issues. One of the sticking issues that men have in this uh, in this age, and I'm you know I, women have it too, but one of the issues that uh, that men have in this age, and so I want to see if I loaded it. I did not load it, so watch this. Here it goes. I get up at four forty-five. Let me bring it up. Hold on. and I don't see a sign of the government anywhere. Every single day for eight and a half hours, I exchange my time for labor. I don't see the government anywhere, except for on Thursdays. Thursdays, I get my paycheck. That's when the government shows up. That's when they feel they are entitled to split half of the currency I made for trading my time, my skills, my labor. This goes on throughout the year where I'm responsible to keep records of all of this. At the end of the year, it's my responsibility to prepare all that documentation for them to review it. They then determine if their cut was large enough. If I don't meet their schedule, I face fines, fees, or the threat of being locked up in one of their cells. I guess some people call this taxation, but it doesn't meet my definition. To me, that sounds a lot more like fraud, embezzlement, and fucking slavery. I think it's long past due that we all stop participating in this. Now, I, I encourage people to know the law. I encourage people to pay all the taxes they're lawfully obligated to owe. 
What I want to do now is I want to say, I want to show a different type of invasion. I want to show a different way because again, if people can only think about the gun, if they can only think about, well, we gotta, if we gotta force these people, we gotta rise up, we gotta, we gotta do this stuff, which I hate that sentiment. I, I think it's unimaginative. I think it is lazy because it doesn't actually apply the knowledge to the situation that's going on. Again, how much influence has Elon Musk wielded just by buying a company? Well, Jen, I'm not Elon Musk. I don't have a billion dollars. Yeah, but God made you, and he put you where he put you on purpose. Is God dumb? Did he make it to where you only have influence if you have a gun? Is God so dumb that he only can have you do what he wants you to do if you use a gun? Do you understand that America started not by force? Do you understand that America started when faithful men, biblical Christian men, wrote a declaration of independence saying we're out? And part of that declaration was the long train of abuses of how they had been treated poorly, which means that they had suffered, which means that they had tribulation, which means that they had endurance, which means they weren't broken. Romans chapter 5 talks about endurance is the evidence of your faith. If endurance is the evidence, if it's the character, if it's the proof of your faith in God, show me your evidence. When you talk to me about enforcing the law or using guns or rising up, I want to see your evidence. I want to see your faith. Show me your faith. In other words, there is a different type of invasion criteria. One more video and then we'll go from there. Watch this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta, I didn't load it because things were weird, but here we go. Let me do this. This is what happens when you don't load the video. Go ahead. This is the captain's for us to kill you smash the entire area you kill anything that has more than two legs you get me we get you sir amen amen i love that part i, I could watch that 30 second clip over and over and over what i want to do is i want to show for you an example i've showed for you elon and how he bought twitter i showed for you doug wilson and his no quarter november the ministry that he's built the generations that he's been blessed with by god and uh, how he's cultivating um, a community for Christ. I showed how the Black Lives Matter grifters, how the Chris Christie's, uh, you know, you're going to look to these politicians to solve your problem, the Tucker Carlson's authenticity. And now if I can, I want to show you a different type of invasion. I want to show you where the little people use the law and tell the government what to do. And I'm going to do this before it happens. November 1, 2023. Man Vember. I'm going to play for you a video that I've already recorded. I'm going to do it. And in the link is a jot form. See, Jaron has the opportunity and is extending you the opportunity to participate, to assemble in order to tell the government what to do. And if you're one of the crowd that says, we got to rise up, we got to enforce. How about you show me your faith? How about you show me standing on the law and seeing if the law makes government obey? 
With that, I want to uh, play this video. It is a 20-minute video that explains things, but afterwards we'll talk about it and um, we'll go from there. Watch this. Hey, thanks for watching. This video is going to be interesting because it involves politics, real life, the fundamental law, uh, and Lord willing, it'll be audience participation in order to get battlefield effects. We want to show the fundamental law is still the law in the land. In 2022, I announced and ran for state senate in Oklahoma. I won the Republican primary, went to a runoff in August where I lost. A lot of headlines were written, a lot of vicious attacks were made, and I think that there is still results to come. One of the things that happened was the political consultant of my opponent sued me before the election. Announced on a Thursday or a Friday that I was being sued for defamation, that I was lying about him. And this lawsuit alleged that I did all sorts of things. Now, whenever this lawsuit was served to me officially, so the, the local newspapers ran with it, the Tulsa world ran with it, that Jaron is being sued for defamation. And so the psychological impact on the voters was that Jaron's a liar. Well, um, that's yet to be seen because what I said was true and I can back it up. But what's interesting to me is that the day after I lost, so a Wednesday, the Wednesday after the election, I was served papers by a process server at my house. I was being sued by the political consultant. He's suing me for defamation and a litany of other things. Now, at the time, I did not understand the law, had no idea what was going on. And like most Americans, I would say, well, I got free speech which I do. And what I said was right, which it is. And even if I said what I said, what they're alleging I said, then what I would say would be protected because it's political speech. And it is. But what I did not know was I did not know the fundamental law. I did not know that an attorney's petition to a court is not sufficient power to give competent authority to a court to have jurisdiction over me. My right to liberty is defended and secured in the Constitution. No one has jurisdiction over you unless there is sworn evidence under penalty of perjury that you have injured them. And the plaintiffs have not sworn to any testimony, which means by law, there is no injury. There's no evidence of injury. Now in the law, you can't sue somebody and have jurisdiction over them if you're not willing to put your own neck in the noose and be held accountable for what you say. And so in an ironic twist, the man who's suing me for defamation is using fancy lawyer tricks, disobeying the fundamental law, and now trespassing my rights. Now, for my part, I didn't know this at that point. I now know it now. And so whenever I res responded to his process server, I hired an attorney like most people would. I went out and I found an attorney, and the very first thing the attorneys asked was, what do you do for a living and how much money do you make? And it was only after writing checks worth tens of thousands of dollars to these attorneys that I got legal representation. Now, for me, the way that I think is this is stupid. This is dumb. So I got to the fundamental law and I started learning. My teacher, Dave Jose at Real Dave Cares For You at Twitter and Dave Cares For You on Telegram has taught me the fundamental law. And very simply, I have the right to liberty because Jesus gives people rights. Your rights come from God, and because your rights come from God, government can't trespass them. And if someone else is saying that you've harmed them, if they don't swear under penalty of perjury that you have harmed them or injured them, 
then no government has any jurisdiction to bring to you into a court to then account or or investigate or try your liberty interests. My freedom, my liberty is guaranteed against the complaints of other people, especially if those other people aren't going to swear and make themselves accountable that I harm them. And so, in the law, if someone hasn't sworn under penalty of perjury that you've done harm or trespass or injured them in some way, no court has jurisdiction over you because you have the right to liberty. And so, because I was paying attorneys, the attorneys went the route of the lawyer. They went the route of statute. They went the route of, here's how we're going to adjudicate and defend Jaron using statutes and court procedures. What they did not do, never even thought of, was the fact that plaintiffs never followed proper or fundamental form of the law. Plaintiffs presume injury, which means they just allege it. They don't prove it by swearing to it. And because they don't swear to it, it doesn't exist in the law. And so as a result of this, I'm paying these attorneys, and they, they go through the process, and they appeal it up to the Supreme Court. So my attorneys, on my behalf, uh, uh, petitioned and appealed the case to the Oklahoma Supreme Court, where it is right now. The case is in the Oklahoma Supreme Court. And this is where you come in. Because my attorney, you know, decent man, um, fell down. He's an older guy. Fell down. He had health problems. Health problems, so he had to withdraw. So he withdrew. So now I am without legal representation. I am on my own. Now this is where we get to use the fundamental law. The fundamental law allows me, affords me, the right at any time to challenge jurisdiction for any reason I choose. There's actually multiple reasons I could kill jurisdiction in this case, but I'm choosing one. The one reason, the one way that I'm going to challenge jurisdiction is the idea that plaintiff presumes injury. You can't just say, I hurt you, and not swear to it. You can't just pay an attorney to file papers to give to a court to then bring me into court to then shake me down for cash. That's using the power of government, the courts of justice, against the people in an unlawful way. You are not lawfully constituting a court because if you are not accountable for the injury that you're saying happened to you, then if the court comes against me, guess what? The government is now harming someone without sufficient warrant. This is fundamental in the law. This is so fundamental, this case will be dismissed. And I'm not saying that out of pride. I'm not saying that because I'm a prophet. I'm saying that because I know the law. I'm saying that because I understand the fundamental law. Now, this is where you can come in, and this is where I want you to participate, Lord willing. And so what I want to do is I want to explain a notice that I would like you to sign, and it is in the link below. And this notice that I'd like you to sign is a jot form. Now, what this will do whenever you sign it and put your name on it, it will go directly to the emails of the members of the justices of the Oklahoma Supreme Court. It will also go to one Supreme Court justice, and it will go to the clerk of the Oklahoma Supreme Court. And by blasting this to all of them, sending it to all of them, they all have notice of what the fundamental law is. Now, I have already submitted by certified mail an affidavit to one of the Supreme Court justices. I've got the paperwork to prove it. So they already have it, and I know they have it. And I've, I, Jaron, have sworn under penalty of perjury that plaintiffs presume injury. I have sworn under penalty of perjury that no jurisdiction exists. So I have submitted affidavit to the Supreme Court, and now I'm wanting you, asking you, after I explain this, to go ahead and sign the jot form because I think it will be very interesting. 
think it'll be very powerful for the people to tell their servants what the law is and then to demand their servants obey because their servants already swore to it. So let's get to it. This is notice of lack of jurisdiction and demand to dismiss by friend of the court. Notice the agent is notice the principal, notice the principals, notice the agent. I, and then whenever you fill this out, your name will appear right there. One of the people, as seen in Oklahoma Constitution, Article 2, Section 1, which uh, we can quote later, but it speaks about the people, all, inher- all political powers inherent in the people. Republican informed, so you can influence the government. Sui juris, you're coming by right. Do serve you. And then I name eight of the nine Supreme Court justices of, of in Oklahoma. Dustin Rowe, Noma Gurich, Dana Kuhn, James Edmondson, Douglas Combs, Richard Darby, James Winchester, and Yvonne Coger. This notice by necessity that you do provide immediate due care. That this notice is sent to you by common law right in regards to case number DF121173. That's Fountain Hall and Jer- versus Jaron Jackson. The paperwork is right here. Um, please take notice that the people by right, which means Jesus gave them this power. The people by right may alter or reform government whenever they choose for the public good. The people by right may send remonstrance to judges. Uh, Courts of justice by law cannot be prejudiced against rights and justice. So God gives you rights. And when you use your rights, that's sui juris. That's by your right. That's you have the power to do this. Now, whenever I say here by law, that means the constitution prohibits or specifies to the courts what they can or can't do. See evidence below. Oklahoma Constitution, Article 2, Section 1, Political Power. All political powers inherent in the people, and government is instituted for their protection, security, and benefit, and to promote the general welfare, and they have the right to alter or reform the same whenever the public good may require it. Provided such change be not repugnant to the Constitution of the United States. Oklahoma Constitution, Article 2, Section 3, Right to Assembly and Remonstrance. The people have the right peaceably to assemble for their own good and to apply to those invested with powers of government for redress of grievance by petition, address, or remonstrance. Let me find my dictionary. Let me get my dictionary and I'll find remonstrance for you. That way you see what the definition of remonstrance is. I should have prepared this. I didn't. I'm sorry. Remonstrance. Where's my camera? Uh, Get a pen. And then what we want to do... Oh, shoot. Upside down. Uh, Remonstrance. Remonstrance right here. Remonstrance. Expostulation. Showing of reasons against something proposed. A representation to a court or legislative body wherein certain persons unite in urging that a contemplated measure be not adopted or passed. So that's a remonstrance. It's a rebuke. It's a lot of people coming together to rebuke the court. To tell the court, don't do this. Do not allow this case to continue. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. We're saying do not allow this case to continue because it's a notice of lack of jurisdiction and demand to dismiss by friend of the court. So you're coming as a friend. Um, This says um, the Oklahoma courts of, uh, so Oklahoma Article 2, Oklahoma Constitution Article 2, Section 6, courts of justice open. The courts of justice of the state shall be open to every person and speedy and certain remedy afforded for every wrong and every in, for every injury to person, property, or reputation, and right and justice shall be administered without sale, delay, uh, denial, delay, or prejudice. 
maxim of law. The main object of government is the protection and preservation of personal rights, private property, public liberties, and upholding the law of God. Please take notice. Jaron Jackson served Dustin Rowe evidence by affidavit through certified mail. There's the, uh, the, um, there's the certified mail receipt. Received 10-26-23, so he received it last Thursday. Today is a Wednesday, uh, which testifies that no court has jurisdiction. Plaintiffs presumed injury. Injury cannot be presumed. That's where you get an attorney. 99% of court cases in this nation are initiated by attorneys filing papers. An attorney's petition is not sufficient to move a court because an attorney is never sworn. And because an attorney is never sworn, an attorney's papers are insufficient power to move a court to do anything because courts of justice, a court of record, moves by the common law. In order to move a court, in order to have power given to a court, the court has to have a competent authority give it power. An attorney's never sworn, which means an attorney never has power, which means any court that moves or has a case by attorneys is not by the common law. It's not a court of record. And if it's not a court of record, it's not moving by the common law, then that means people aren't actually arguing your rights. They're arguing statute. They're arguing precedents and case law and all this other stuff. So you need a court of record. You need a, a court of justice. You need something that moves by the common law, which means that you have to have competent authority confer jurisdiction to a court before that court has jurisdiction over a justiciable issue. Period. There's there's no argument with that. That's that's gospel. That's law. That's the Constitution. Anyway, jurisdiction over people's liberty interests requires power granted by a competent authority. Since no competent authority has granted power, jurisdiction cannot exist. Amen. Courts require jurisdiction. <laughs> like, all of these are so fundamental and so basic. Courts without jurisdiction are unlawfully constituted. You, by law, are obligated to dismiss this case for lack of jurisdiction. See evidence below. It says no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without the due process of law. That's Oklahoma a Constitution, Article 2, Section 7, Due Process of Law. Maxim of Law. Injury is not presumed. Maxim of Law. Judicial notice is a form of evidence. Maxim of Law. A court can only declare what the law is. Read that. A court can only declare what the law is. Judges don't make decisions. They declare the law. And whether consistent uh, with the law of God and the fundamental or constitutional law of society. So if I have the right, if you come up here, if I have the right to due process of law, the due process of law is the fact that courts have to have jurisdiction or else they're unlawfully constituted. Jurisdiction requires power. Jurisdiction is power. So if a court doesn't have jurisdiction, then it doesn't have power. How does a court get power? A court only gets power when a competent authority swears under oath that injury was done. When that happens, that is giving authority to the government to then the government to use its granted powers from the Constitution to go against people. That's the only way people can have their liberty trespassed is if sufficient authority has been granted. Otherwise, the government would just be coming against the people for all sorts of reasons, which is what's happening today. So here you've got these attorneys that are making money as attorneys in courts that are using courts of justice by the Constitution to go after people and bring them into commercial enterprise. The people done found out. 
<laughs> and that's what the fundamental law of the constitutional law of society. Please take notice, I, and your name will appear there whenever you fill it in underneath. I, uh, please take notice, I demand you show me where the Constitution or the Oklahoma Constitution grants powers to courts or judges without jurisdiction. Pretty, pretty basic. Please take further notice that the people have assembled and understand the fundamental law. The people demand, by right, you strictly observe the law. The people understand that you only have power because you are a, you are sworn to the Oklahoma Constitution. Additionally, the people regard attempts to use courts of justice without jurisdiction as a perversion of judicial power and a scheme contrary to liberty. Amen. Because it is. Oklahoma Constitution, Article 15, Section 1, Oath of Office. All public officers, before entering upon the duties of their offices, shall take and subscribe to the following oath or affirmation. I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support, obey, and defend the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the State of Oklahoma, and that I will not knowingly receive directly or indirectly any money or other valuable thing for the performance or non-performance of any act or duty pertaining to my office, other than the compensation allowed by law. Now, law is always the Constitution. Right? You can make laws in pursuance, but the law is what the Constitution says. I further swear or affirm that I will faithfully discharge my duties as to the best of my ability. Please take final notice. This is where we're asking for the remedy. Please take final notice. It is my wish and my de and demand that you do immediately declare the fundamental law of the Oklahoma Constitution and order the remedy Jaron Jackson specified in his affidavit. I put what I wanted them to do in the affidavit. You are authorized by law. Now recognize this. You right here, you saying you are authorized, you are granting them power now. This is what this means. You are authorizing them by law because you're showing them what the law is. And because the people have the right, look at this, because the people have the right to give remonstrance, right? You have the right to give remonstrance and you have the right to alter or reform the government whenever the public good may require it. That is power, when you exercise your rights, that's using power. So here at the very end, what you're doing is you're telling the judges, you are authorized by law. We just showed the constitution, that's the law. You are authorized by law to declare this order and give Jaron Jackson remedy because the people, as grantors of political power, now exercise their right to alter government for the public good. Failure to declare the, the law in this matter constitutes full knowledge, malice, and intent to breach the public trust by using prohibited powers against a beneficiary of government. And this notice shall stand as evidence and law, uh, evidence and truth and law in all courts of record. Please take notice this is sent to you in the love of Jesus Christ. You fill out your name because you're one of the people. You sign right there. It's uh, going to be dated whenever you sign it. And then the following individuals are being served the above notice. And there you go. So anyway, uh, I'd appreciate if you do that. Thank you very much. And uh, mark this down because this is November 1st when I'm, I'm recording this. Uh, Lord willing, uh, I'll you know meet my limit uh, for, the, for the people doing it today. Um, and then we will follow up how God grants the victory because the victory here is that we're declaring the law. We're telling people what the truth is. We're declaring the law and we're assembling. We're assembling, giving notice and telling servants what the law is and we're demanding that they obey, which is our right to do. That's what the law says we can do. Uh, and it's what we have not done. So anyway, uh, I'd ask that you do this because this will be real world effects and it will show you specifically how people influence and control their government. Amen. Appreciate you. Go to war.
Now, what I think is interesting about this is that the the truth has already been declared. And this is where I love, um, you know, God, the Bible says that God sees the beginning from the end. Uh, what's it? Isaiah 43, 10. There is no God before him or after him, nor will there be another God. Because God declares the end from the beginning, he knows all things. When you stand on truth, when you declare God's word, you personally, me, Jaron, has no idea how this will specifically you know, lay out. But I have faith that the truth is the truth. I know that the truth is the truth. And so what you're seeing is in real life, a real court case, a real Supreme Court case with a real lawsuit and real attorneys and real judges and a real godless commie plaintiff coming at you. People saying what the law is. And I'm putting it on the internet. And I'm saying it before it happens. And this is not pride, clearly. It's it's saying what the truth is without the guarantee of what happens. And because I don't have the guarantee of what happens, that means from now on, everything that happens is because of what God wants, which is always the case. It's always the case of what happens is what God wants. But this is what I'm trying to point to. This whole live stream today, Man Vimber, has been about look at the authority and obey the authority and, and forget everything else. I sent that affidavit by right and I told in the affidavit, this is not part of a case. I'm telling you because I can. I swore under penalty of perjury, which goes against all uh, you know notions and procedures of how this court case would normally happen. The, the, the attorney in this right here is even saying, I mean, this is, this is how their attorney said. Um, this, is, uh, this is, I'll even show you what they wrote. Just, just so you know how wrong and stupid they are. Just so you can see this. This is, uh, this is what they wrote, right? This is what they wrote. This is what they wrote. They said, when a petition is, is in error is timely filed. When a petition in error is timely filed, the Supreme Court shall have jurisdiction of the entire action that is the subject of the appeal. They are using, see there's the case, they're using this statute, they're using statutes in order to tell the, to, in order to tell the court what it has to do. I'm not doing that. I'm standing on my rights. I'm telling the court what the Constitution says. And by God, we will see what works. We will see the law declared to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court will obey. They will obey. They won't decide. They will obey. And they, they're, they're, they're not obeying um, you know, a bunch of people just you know, yelling at them. They are obeying the law as it's plainly and clearly laid out. And when this happens, by God, you will know that the law is the law. The Constitution is the Constitution. The fundamental law cuts through all of this attorney, statute, court procedure. It cuts through it all because all of that is, a, is an architecture built on top of what the fundamental law is. And so when you use the fundamentals, everything gets washed away because everything that, der that derogates the common law, everything that goes against your rights, everything that goes against the Constitution is a null. It's void. It's get out of here. It's garbage. It's trash. People haven't been taught this. 
And that's when, when people say, and I put my, I put the firearm up, when people say we got to rise up, do you know what you're rising up against? Do you know what the law is? Do you know what the truth of the law is? Do you know what the constitution says? Do you know that you have the right to tell judges what the law is? If you never knew that, why are you asking me questions about when we're going to use firearms to take over the government? Because it means that if you use firearms to tell the government what to do, let's say you, you, you take over the courthouse, you do whatever. Do you know what law that you want them to enforce? Or, or are you just pissed off because the world isn't going your way? And if the world isn't going your way, the training is to just get mad and let your emotions take over versus look to the Bible. Remember Proverbs chapter 1, 7 and 8. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Beginning of knowledge. It's the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. You're mad about the way of the world. You're mad that your government is tyrannical and oppressive. You're upset that you work and half of your money is taken by taxes. You're upset that your kids are perverted. You're upset that porn is all over the place. You're upset that the borders are open. You're upset that you lost family members to jabs because they took them because they didn't want to lose their job. You're upset at those things. And I, I affirm that anger. That is righteous indignation. Now I'm imploring you, I'm directing you, I'm teaching you, get back to the Bible so that now you know what the law is and so your anger has context from what the Bible says you should be mad about instead of all of these people who own Twitter and talk to you on the boxes and the internet just whipping you up into a froth. I'm not upset because my emotions are in control. I'm in control because Christ is my king and he, he sits on the throne in my heart. And I know that the law is what it is. So whenever I sent this and I certified mailed it and I have the affidavit and I can prove that I sent it, I know exactly what the truth is. I know exactly what the law is. I know exactly that I was done wrong. And with this today, by God's grace, we coming. We're not just standing by. The people are assembling and they're coming right at these people, which is different than what anybody else is doing. My teacher and his groups, Dave Jose and the people that learn from him, they do this. But this is, this is not done. It's not done that people look at the evil, look up right in their face and say, I acknowledge what you're doing. I know what you're doing is wrong. Here's what the truth is. I'm coming right at you. That's what this is. Manvember, moving forward, is about identifying the authority of any issue, which is Jesus, by the way, identifying the authority and making things bow to him. I'd appreciate it if you uh, went ahead and signed that jot form. The link is in the description below. I capped it at 500. Uh, I could have gone up to a million. I don't think I need a million signatures, uh, but I capped it at 500. And uh, Lord willing, you know, uh, they'll, they'll do what I tell them. He'll do what I tell him. And if not, I will print out every single one that I get and I will take it in there and I will take their sweet time and I will read them one by one by one by one. Because every single one of your notice is lawful authorization to do what they're supposed to do. And they will know. And by doing the broad diffusion of knowledge, they can't hide it. They can't hide it. There's no running. 
and Lord willing, by doing it this way, by me doing the affidavit, by me doing these things and saying it beforehand, when the law is declared and justice is given and I get my remedy, it will be by God and there's no other explanation why. There's no other explanation. And my prayer is that Christians, when they see that, they will say, that Christian stood on the law and governed the government to get remedy because the Constitution comes from a biblical worldview and the Bible is true and God's judgment is pure. His words are pure. And when Christians make that connection, they will be governing the entire world because Christ's wisdom is, that, is, is better than everything else. We won't have to look to Elon or, or uh, Joe Rogan to tell us what to think or to stand up for us. We will, by God, assemble with each other, develop the live local teams, develop the church, build the church, edify the body, and then when someone gets picked on, when someone has fake phony attorneys coming at them with fraudulent petitions that are unlawfully constituting courts against these people, we will crush them because we know the law. And that, that means that they will stop doing it because we're just gonna keep crushing. We're gonna keep destroying by God. I hope you can see that vision. I hope you, uh, you know, I pray that you see that. That's my prayer. Uh, please join me in prayer for this. Please sign that uh, jot form, share it because you can only uh, sign it if you've got that link. Um, but I'll keep you in touch. I'll keep you in touch, and I'll, you know, I'll explain what's going on. What can I hide? It's a publicly known case. I told you what the case number was. It's not like I can hide it now, right? Uh, anyway, appreciate your time. Uh, the, 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 none of this matters. None of this matters if we don't have the gospel. None of this matters if Jesus is not on the throne because he's God and he physically raised from the grave. He was put in the grave because he died on the cross. He took the cross out of obedience to his father and love for us. And that's because he and he alone was perfect. Only Jesus lived a perfect and sinless life. And this is where it's speaking to the men. You see the evil in the world. Christ's wisdom will glory and triumph over it, but it won't look the way that you expect. It looks the way that God wants it to be. God will have his will done. He will get his way. He wants to invade. He wants to destroy evil. He wants to crush. He wants justice and vengeance. He wants righteousness and mercy and grace and love and purity and truth. He wants all of those things, but it has to come by him. It has to be his way. It can't be the world's way. So when you say that you're following Jesus, you need to make sure that you're following Jesus. But none of that matters if you don't have Jesus. The way that you have Jesus is to be in Christ. You need to believe the gospel that you and me are sinners, that Jesus paid the fine on the cross. He, was, he died on the cross, a vicious, brutal, horrible, bloody death, as the sacrificial lamb, he was buried. They put him in a tomb. His body laid there. Three days later, he physically rose from the grave. The rock was rolled away. He walked out, showed the hands, showed the side, ate fish, ate honey, hung around people, did stuff, physically rose from the grave. It shows his conquering of death. It shows that life is better than death. It shows that Jesus is the authority. Jesus is the Messiah that the Old Testament's prophesied about. It shows that the New Testament is an authority. It shows that Christ is king. It shows that he is God, and it proves the gospel saves. 
When you know that, it changes everything. You will do everything Christ commands. You will repent of your sin. You will be baptized in his name. And you will look to the scriptures as the way that you should live. All doctrines, all beliefs, all attitudes, all traditions need to come to the table and, and be killed if they don't stand up against Christ. If something measures up and it's within Christian liberty, amen, go, go do your thing. But if your pride or your tradition or your belief or your doctrine or your shortcut little word that isn't in the Bible but it's supposed to stand in place of the Bible, you need to put that on the table and get back to the Bible. It is that simple. It's difficult because the world is pulling and tugging at you. It's lying about you. It's attacking you. There's giants and dragons in this world for a reason. It's because Christ wants you to conquer them. But you're not going to conquer them if you don't have Christ. And if you're not doing it Christ's way. Believe the gospel. Appreciate your time. The best way to help me besides the jot form notice today is the links in the description to say support Jaron. One of those ways is patriotswitch.com slash Jaron. Patriotswitch.com slash Jaron. If you buy household products, cleaning supplies, little energy bars, if you buy nutrition packs, if you uh, buy steak, anything like that. If you buy these things, you're already spending money. Why give your money to the godless commies whenever you can switch to an American manufacturer and get them directly delivered to your door, price competitive pricing? And because this manufacturing company owns all elements of manufacturing, you're not paying all the sunken costs. Like this has been sitting on a store shelf for two years. Like Walmart will do a big purchase order. They'll buy like a bazillion dollars worth of stuff and it will sit on the bench or sit on the shelf for four years. And then they'll dust it off, put a price tag on it and say, here you go. So you have no idea what's going on. And in order to preserve those types of things, they got to load them up with all sorts of hazardous industrial chemicals. That's not what we do. The American manufacturing company of PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren is an American alternative. It's also a great way to help and support me. The other way, a way, is HumbleWB.coffee. HumbleWB.coffee. Delicious air-roasted coffee. 99% of coffee makers put the coffee in a metal bucket Turn it around and set it on fire. It tastes like metal. It's bitter. It's, it's it tastes like smoke. And you know you've got burnt coffee from a metal can. Air roasted coffee is one percent of coffees. Humble whole bean coffee is air roasted. You put the bean on a light cushion of air. Never touches the metal. Never touches the hot metal. And so it's perfectly roasted because the temperature is precise and controlled. So don't take the roulette gamble of getting, you know, metal burned coffee from a metal bucket. Take the right decision, which is the air roasted option at humblewb.coffee. Humblewb.coffee. It's a private membership association. Portions of proceeds goes to mailing Bibles throughout the world, throughout the country, because that's that's what we want. When we when we get Bibles throughout the country, then we'll go to the world. Amen. We want to take care of where we are because that's where God put us. Amen. Appreciate your time. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow for Man Man Vember number two. It's going to be cool. Uh, appreciate your time. Lord willing, be back tomorrow. Until then, I am Jaron Jackson. I do love America. Do not quit. Go to war.